RuPaul Drag Race, let the best winners. <sighs> wow. I mean, look at US and UK this week on Fun Untitled, where we serve every podcast with an FU. I'm Minty. And the tepid takes is Annie. So let's start off with RuPaul's Drag Race, season 13, episode 10. And whatever number we're on for UK. Nine. Cool. So, first of all, I hate this challenge. You don't want to go over the psychic readings? Okay. You don't think it's cute? Do you I want to go over the weird gimmick psychic reading where they 100% just told the psychic what to say? I like psychic reading. I don't know. Like, ever since that, okay, there was a show called Leverage, and they teach you how they do code readings about, you know, how to get all this information. And hot readings, yeah. What's hot reading? Cold readings is when you're talking to someone. Hot reading is when you're watching the people in line. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and you know, you just, you get insider information from like probably the social media or RuPaul tells them. So, and you know this is just a gimmick to pair them up. Yeah, but it's cute. It's like theater. It's campy, I think. I don't know about campy. What's theater? Okay, you talk about if you love it so much. No, I just think it's cute. Shut the fuck up. You just like it because it confirmed your shit Will's Nolly. Which apparently is never going to be a thing as long as Rosé's got a boyfriend. Um, I think there was someone called Ivy Winters and Jinx Monsoon you have to talk to. They never got together, I don't think. You don't know that. I don't. I won't fact check it. (laughs) Okay, so that's good. So usually the makeup... Makeover. Makeover challenge of RuPaul's Drag Race are my least favorites, but the way that they're doing it this season is very interesting to me, and I actually really did enjoy this episode for the most part. We'll, we'll get to like the sucky parts later. Okay, I like the episode because I like learning how all the drag queens walk. I like how the nuances of you know how they dress and their makeup and the other queens' critique of it. I don't think this is challenge worthy. Really, I just don't see it. Like the tops and the bottoms, I'm like, good job. Yeah, of course you can dress like each other. What the fuck are we doing here? Why don't we get into it then? So I can explain to you crap I have to deal with. (laughs) The crap is your opinions. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, so let's go with the first pair, which was Tina and Rosé, the New York rivals, kind of. It's really weird because the two deals with warm colors a lot. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. It was like Tina and her fire colors and Rosé and her pink colors. Was it me or you knew something was shady when Tina didn't give Rosé the McDonald's colors? Okay, I think Rosé said no. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I think that's... Because originally you see Rosé in that fiery, long train dress. Yeah. I think Rosé was like, no, I'm not doing that. It was interesting because it seemed that like... Because they talk a lot in the beginning of how like Tina Burner is like this. Who you would think is a top runner because she has such a reputation outside of Drag Race. And you think she's like the super campy one. She, a lot of her outfits are very campy. But it was like, oh, like she's like... I guess the word was graceful. While Rosé was more like campy and like always moving her fingers and stuff. Oh. Yeah, and I do love the walks, especially after in RuPaul's Drag Race Canada... The female judge, I think her name was Stacy. She's a professional model. She gave the queens tips on how to walk the runway. And it was very much like... It's hard to put into words because it's something you don't think about. But it's like clearly it makes a huge presence in the runway looks. Yeah, because like if I remember correctly, a lot of the queens' problem in Canada was that their back went straight. Yeah, and it's like... And like you gotta like... There's a rhythm and emotion to it. Otherwise, you're just like a robot. And you don't learn until you watch... Utica that sometimes the walk can ruin the outfit. Yes. So, Rosé 
And I thought they were gonna give them like cute little nicknames. You know, like how like when oh, they do drag daughters, yeah, yeah. Because they said like, oh, Rose is gonna be Tina Burger. <laughs> I thought that was cute, but whatever. So Rose came out in like the fifties green mom dress, and then switched to a review of a leotard. Oh, not leotard, leopard, sexy. Yeah, whatever that was. A very Tina Burner move. It was very Tina Burner. It was also really ugly. And I thought she did the whole face thing, right? And she stopped herself from doing five extra steps to her hands. Which I think is cute. But I guess it's that rosé thing and she can't be rosé. Yeah. And then Tina Burner came out in rosé's signature weird craft outfit where on paper (laughs) it's nice, but in execution it's like, what are you wearing? Another ugly outfit. And they both gave each other big hair, which is good. God, everything was ugly from head to toe. And then I brought this up well I didn't understand when Michelle said oh you guys didn't elevate the look and I was like bitch they're dressing like each other what do you mean elevate and you said I think what Michelle Visage means is that Rose and Tina didn't give each other the best looks for this outfit like I think they kind of just gave them like a throwaway outfit because it, it really was like two bad outfits while like and we'll get more into it later but like Simone and Utica gave each other like what they probably thought I wanted a better outfit It might be easier for them because they're kind of the same body, very lean. But meanwhile, Rose purposely gave Tina something where like, oh, there's a lot of room when I wear it, so it should fit you. Shady, shady (laughs) bit. But yeah, so I do kind of agree that Tina and Rose is definitely a weaker pair. I don't... I'll decide weakest later. <laughs> so our second pair was the very cute couple. I think so. Denali and Olivia. Whew. Okay, I will say this. Michelle Fassard said, Oh, Denali, when you beaded Olivia's face, that didn't look like you're in makeup. But if you compare Olivia's face to Denali's entrance look, the makeup is identical. Yeah, I thought Denali did a great job making Olivia look like Denali. Yeah, like, I don't think Denali did anything wrong this week. I guess, I don't know, because they're talking about blending, so maybe the foundation's there, but what gives the signature Denali look is not there. I guess it's hard because of the skin tone. Yeah, and I... I never really look at makeup too much unless yeah. you're like gonna be like really out there like got Mick or Crystal Method, Trixie Mattel. Man, sometimes I like watching Crystal Method just, you know, put on all that glitter and I'm like, man, she's gonna die a young death from all that glitter she's inhaling. It's too much glitter. She's literally puts three layers of glitter. But it's so interesting how they're all different sizes. But they doesn't look different in the end. Whatever, agree to disagree. <laughs> We're off topic. That's season 12 drama. <laughs> okay, but Olivia did a really bad job at Denali. I have... Ugh. The makeup looked bad. The outfit wasn't that great. Okay, because Olivia was in the very signature Denali ice princess free tool with the long braid look. It was a rather simple look, but it was definitely signature Denali. And then Denali was in like a green, black, sparkle dress. I didn't think it was that bad. First of all, if you look at Olivia, she's wearing that whole ice skater outfit, but the shoes was a weird pink heel. I think it was because it was supposed to be ice skates. So I think that was kind of weird for me. And then, how do I say this? I don't think the dress was drag enough. Like, it seemed like something you bought at H&M. Like, there was no jewels or anything. There was no accessories. See, I didn't find any problem with the dress. It was spikely. It was enough. But, you know, it's not like, again, you can buy that. You didn't rhinestone it. True. 
But I thought there should have been a small purse. Yes. Since Olivia came out with that lot. And I don't think Denali smiled enough. Oh, yeah. Like Olivia's giant-ass polite smile. Yeah. Because I think Denali was, like, her usual professional self. I don't think Denali had the walk. And then they asked her to put on, like, the big curly hair. Yeah. That would look bad. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, maybe they were thinking of a different outfit as well. My stance on Olivia really went 180 this episode. Like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, she's not getting recognition when I thought she was doing a good job. And then it kind of became, oh, she's on top, but I don't think she did that great. But whatever, I like your outfits. Now it's kind of like, all right, Olivia, I don't like your act. I don't like your talent. I don't like your fashion. Why are you here? It is amazing how opinions can change so much from, like, episode one to... I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. Yeah. But it's just, like... Because, like, Olivia was nothing. Then she was something. She's still pretty high for me. She's, like, my little baby. I do still have high hopes for Olivia. Not that I think she's gonna win. See, at first I said, oh, she's so cute. But then, now that I know she's kind of a high-maintenance diva, I'm kind of like, oh, that kind of lost the facade. She's a polite diva. Okay. I think she's cute. Let's move on to Simone and Utica. We should have like a model. Like, let's shuffle. Ooch, ooch, ooch. No? Okay. We <laughs> shuffle what? To the next topic. Oh, like those little musics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sick of that. Bitch Annie thinking she's all that. No, not like a <laughs> confessional. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so this is an interesting pair. I did not think they were going to do a great job and they knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah, this was... Okay, well... Nope. Oh, okay. So, I really liked the concept of what Simone was wearing. She was wearing kind of like a super tight um skin and underneath she had like a muscle bodysuit. And on the top, she had this pink and blue um roses. Because <laughs> it's... It's so random! The headpiece and the outfit looks nothing. They should not be on the same outfit. You still haven't answered. It's like like a couple <laughs> hours and you still haven't answered. Why would you put those two pieces together? A rose head and a skin muscle suit. I don't know. I never thought about it, okay? The outfit, because you have to judge it from head to toe. Now look, they both nailed it out of the park in like in terms of walking and being each other. But, and this is nothing on Simone. Simone definitely carried Utica to the win. That outfit makes no f- sense. Michelle said you needed that hint of texture since the outfit was so simple. Why roses? It looks like Why? a brain. It shows how your body's restricting, but your brain is blooming. What kind of stretch are you making? That's what Utica said. Oh, did she? Not, not about the brain, but you know, about how sometimes you're restricted in your body because you can't do everything you want to do. It's too random for me. Whatever. Utica can make whatever excuse she wants. That's just so random. But Utica coming out as like the tiger power suit kind of thing. Oh. Oh, if Kara Baskin killed her husband like that, no one would be complaining. <laughs> I wonder if Simone wanted to go more all out, but that was Utica's like compromise. Yeah. Because that wasn't cultural appropriating at all. Yeah, it's like, because we also have seen on the Instagram Simone in that outfit, and it's not that much different. Yeah. It's like the earrings are different. That's it. 
Yeah, I don't. We're just not gonna get that. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we get into our last pair, which Annie and me got different opinions. So it's got Mick and Candy. Got Mick was in a bodysuit. Now I don't care about the whole flame things and it being Tina Burner's brand, because obviously Tina Burner doesn't own those colors or that look or whatever. Coming out in a bodysuit, it's so boring. It's not sexy. But that's Candy's brand. I get Candy is a very basic bitch, but it's kind of like the same thing with Rosie and Tina. It's like that outfit is not an elevated look. I like the hair and the sunglasses, but... That's like just part of it. That's like... You cannot judge an outfit based on 25%. I'm sorry, Gottmik just really sold the outfit for me. I didn't realize it was a bodysuit until you said it, and I was like, oh yeah. The walking down the runway, they both nailed, again, like Simone and Utica. But it's a fucking bodysuit, and if we're going to put these standards on other queens, then they should put on all queens. Okay. Well, you cannot just have a bodysuit. And, okay, I know Gottmik and Candy had the hardest because they were the most different body types, so they had to kind of sew the outfits from scratch. So there was a lot of accessories you couldn't wear. And different skin colors. Yeah, but they're both makeup artists, so they really did excel at that. Yeah, the makeup was fine. Yeah, the makeup but was just great. the outfit, they're both really simple. And I was like, what were you doing with all your time? Now, I like Candy as Gottmik. I thought it was a cute outfit. I love that neon hair just to give it a pop of color. And there's the pop of color on the makeup as well. Like, that's very Gottmik's brand. You know what's funny? I was watching this episode and I was like, man, I don't think trans people exist only because Gottmik is such a dude. Sometimes you forget that Gottmik is trans. Man, Gottmik is an attractive man. Gottmik is very attractive. Gottmik is the trade of the season. <laughs> Yeah. But no, um, I was talking about something else and then I got, I was like, man, Gottmik's hot. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, the outfit was just really ill-fitting on Candy and I know, like, they had to sew from scratch, but, you know, are we giving you slack because you didn't, you couldn't rise to the challenge? Oh, <laughs> Like, I know you had the biggest disadvantage, but that's how the game is played, baby boo. That is true. Every time you watch these makeover challenges, that's just one of the things you gotta deal with. That's why... Gigi Good in season 12, it was a very ugly fur coat that, and it wasn't even like with sleeves, it's basically like a wraparound coat. So that way it could like accommodate any body shape. And if I remember correctly, she did well in that episode, but that outfit, uggles. It was basically one in black and one in white. I'm like, how the hell did you do good? (laughs) Well, let's get to the drama of the episode. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) They were asked a dreaded question that is sometimes asked twice this season, which seems really (laughs) harsh, but I do think it's a little early to be asking this question, but basically, who do you think should be cut from the competition? Or, you know, who's the weakest right now? And of course, they all said Olivia because Denali did not look like Olivia. Olivia said Utica because she was basing it on the entire report card competition. And then when Denali said Candy, Candy got hella defensive. I'm going to make this really short. One, fuck the judge who said, oh, I'm glad she's standing up for herself. No, shut up. She always stands up for herself. You don't know nothing. I hope when you watch back, you realize what a self-centered bitch Candy is. Two, like, Jesus Christ, Candy, why do you make everything about yourself? In the untalk, you was like, oh, you really hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, were you in danger? Why are you making this about yourself? Please shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get really heated about candies. I get one every two weeks. 
Yeah, and that was this weird thing where Denali was saying, oh, I just picked Candy because I had to pick a queen who would be okay if I said their name because Denali knew they were the weakest. Yes. Which I was like, well, you chose the wrong girl because Candy got super defensive to hide her insecurities. She has, like, the weakest self-esteem. Like, glass. So... But otherwise, I thought the untuck was boring. There's nothing really in it. I would have just gone with Utica. You know, if your partner went under there, you know? Oh, maybe. But Utica's so nice. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and she did well in this challenge, so it's hard to say that. <laughs> I think she had to give a reason, and the only reason she could give was, like, that Tina Burner comment. I think she was also trying to be a little funny. Oh. It just didn't come out right when you're talking to someone who's so defensive about everything. Anyway, let's go back to... Okay, so Simone and Utica... <laughs> <laughs> this may not be working as well as we thought. It won't be in the next episode. Um, but Simone and Utica were the winners, clearly. So, Olivia and Denali were on the bottom two, but to be honest, there has not been a challenge that judged by groups. And this has been one that's happened in a long time, because it's normally judged by individuals. Didn't UK Who Were It Better was in group? Who Were It Better, there was a one winner and one loser from each oh. group. Oh, <laughs> I got that fucked up. Yeah, that's completely individual. So, th- there's something weird going on, because I don't think... It's hard, because like I said, if you guys want judge as a group, you could just sabotage your partner. You Like, the Nolly could have just been really bad and just put Olivia on the chopping block. See, because I think that depends, because if the makeup is bad and the outfit is bad, then that is the artist's problem. Yeah. If the performance of walking down is bad, then that is the performer's fault. Who are the two you think should have been on the bottom if not by groups? I think it should have been Candy and Tina. Oh, interesting. Like I said, I don't like the bodysuit. Yeah. And Gottmik did well performing as Candy. It was very funny. And then Tina... I just think the outfits were both ugly. Like, it's like old drag. And it's like, is old drag another way to say ugly drag? Is that it? And the makeup was bad. It looked like Tina. Like, if Tina did all that, yeah, then it's she ugly. Get the yeah. So that's why I think it should have been Tina and Candy. They both are not impressing me. Yeah, they're not. I don't see it. If their character season four, it was Vigor Morris. Because... <laughs> Yeah. Who would you think should have been on the bottom? I think Olivia should have been on the bottom. The makeup wasn't that great on Denali. And I guess I would put Tina, yeah. Because a lot of people was upset with how she did Rosé's makeup. Yeah, but again, that is her makeup. <laughs> so I wasn't really like throwing like, Rosé under the bus. But again, regardless of what you think, that's Tina's fault. Yes. But again, this challenge is so unfair because like Rosé said, you don't want to be sent home wearing someone else's drag. Yeah, which is... So Denali and Olivia lip-sync to Shackles. Have you heard that song before? Nope. It was funny when Simone was like, why are these girls singing to a Christian song? I was like, really? Also called Praise You, so... I didn't know. (sighs) And of course, my racing horse has been eliminated. She couldn't dance in that dress. Oh, God. I love Denali so much. I haven't had a queen I love since, like, season 10 Miss Cracker. I like Denali. Her outfits needed to be a little bit more extravagant. Like, the only one that was really nice was the chandelier. Yes, some of Denali's looks like hits and miss, but... Oh, she's such a good dancer. You know what make you feel better? UK Drag Race. 
Alright, for everyone who doesn't go and watch the UK, you can leave now. We're going to talk about the semi-finals to UK Season 2. It is RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2 Episode 9. Should we introduce ourselves again for those who just jumped to UK? You think that people who jumped to UK? I don't, do you think someone's there watching both US and UK? We are. Oh, fair enough. So, we're at the top four of UK. So, it starts off with the repercussions of the last week's episode where Horror got knocked off because of Ellie Diamond's... Well, I wouldn't say her ordering did all the work. I don't know. Some people said that um, Horror was a lot funnier than Lawrence Cheney, but I'm like, you couldn't even hear Horror. <laughs> but also, it's like, of course you think Horror's better. Horror's humor is more about kicking with your peeps. And incest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a theory, anyways. Unproven, yeah. Supposedly there's a video out there of horror talking about, like, what the joke was, what her relationship with Taste, and the drama with Ellie Diamond, and I was like, I'm over it already. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I, this episode was so cringy how no one let it go in the beginning. I mean, you know, they, they like, resolved it in the end, so it was all cute. So, anyways, so besides the drama... We go into the puppet mini challenge, which is like my least favorite. It used to be good. Yeah. I think the early seasons were better. Then the latest seasons, it's always about them harping on something funny or something iconic they did during that season. And it's like, usually the puppet challenge is them making fun of their personality. So you kind of, in a sense, get to know the queens more. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, I'm just reliving something I saw and it wasn't that funny. In Canada's Drag Race, I think that's how we found out that Pranka had a lot of sex. Yeah, <laughs> you learn something new about the queens. I mean, like, is there anything about the puppet challenge you want to talk about? I think all of it was pretty bland. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Um, I know now that Taste's accent is Welsh. Oh. I don't know what it means exactly, but... But she's Australian at heart, right? <laughs> And then I love how I do want to say Taste imitated Bibini and was Bibini was like, I don't even talk about how I was vegan. And I was like, bitch, you came in like that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want that to be your branding? I know, yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, you don't really hear her talk about veganism that much, so... Yeah. But I will say, Bimini definitely won that. She was very funny as Lawrence Cheney. But like Lawrence says, like, this gotta be the easiest one. <laughs> so, because Bimini won the puppet challenge, she got to assign the roles for Beast Enders, a British soap opera. Parody of East Enders, apparently. Which we know nothing about, because... What, what could a show called East Enders be about? You know, the ends of days, the East East side of London is gone. What's that phrase? Peace in the Middle East? Yeah, completely different okay. East. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I can not confirm or deny it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they're different East. So, we'll talk about Queens as their roles in the soap opera and their outfits on the runway, which is Pantomime Dame. We googled it, basically dressing up like a mime. Yeah, and I think Lawrence Cheney kind of explained it in his YouTube video of how it's like, it was drag before drag. Oh, I just realized, Lawrence Cheney's a downer, so I guess he's a drag. <laughs> Please hire me, someone. For what? I don't know, writing jokes? I can be the one who writes for, um, what's the judge's name, Mitchie? Oh, Mick, yeah. Mickey. I could be Mickey. <laughs> like, you know, he was uncredited anyways. I don't know that. Maybe Mickey is Mickey. Maybe Mickey's famous. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. Uh, again, different Mickeys. <laughs> so, Bimini Bamboo Lash was... Okay, and I might be saying the character's name wrong because I don't know the British references. Uh, Scat Slater, 
I guess like the original owner of this bar called the what was it Queen? I don't know something about Muff Queen Muff Bottom. No, whatever. Bibbini killed it. <laughs> oh, she does well in all acting. She's a funny bitch at the very end when she was getting slapped and she just threw herself across the room. That physical comedy was crazy. Oh, so you gotta be determined to hurt yourself to make that funny. Yeah, I was like, man, cause you know when Bibbini is like the Queen was like when you see in the first episode. Episode, I'm like not impressed. I want you gone home already. Oh yeah. Then it's like every week that goes by, it's like, oh shit. I underestimated you. Like Bibi has everything: fashion, comedy, acting. Yeah. I mean, she had that one shitty hometown outfit, but after that, <laughs> you, you know, to be honest, even though I didn't like the acne outfit last week. I mean, it was pretty in its own way. Someone said they want Bimini to win to be the first non-binary queen, and I was like, bitch, I'm pretty sure we had other non-binary queens. What's hard is I think those other non-binary queens came out non-binary after the season. Which is hard because I feel like non-binary has, hasn't been in like mainstream media till like maybe five years ago. Yeah, for sure. Like when you told me, oh, I'm NB, I'm like, what? Is, what? Are you spelling NB wrong? I know, we, we had to Google it. It took us a while to figure out what E-N-B-Y meant. Look, y'all, if you're younger and you was born like 2001-ish, I need you to understand that back then, you didn't know what trans were. You couldn't easily Google it. Why have E-N-B-Y when you could just be N-B? I don't, like, is it cuter looking? I don't know. And then, you know, well, basically she killed it, but I, I hated her final runway. I didn't like it either. She looked like a upside down cupcake wrapper. I think that's called an A-dress. That's what they said too. And I was like, I don't care what you call it. I don't like it. And then um, she had that stupid gender neutral butt thing. It's behind you. Tell you, man, it was just too long to put there behind you. <laughs> and then we go as Ellie Diamond as Tot Bottom, which I think was like a closeted lesbian grandmother of, or mother of Scat Slayer. Why did she have sex with Mickey then? Why'd she have sex with Phyllis Bitchler? <laughs> closeted lesbian. Or- yeah, I think she was Bibini's mom, according to the script. I don't know, I didn't read it. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> I was like, he's not my husband. <laughs> yes, he is. It's in the script. And she's like, oh. <laughs> this is like so stupid. This is like the one of the best acting challenges literally ever. Oh yeah, definitely. Like other acting challenges are so boring. I was like, how are you gonna do it just for queens? Cause I feel like usually you have more, but I think having less queens really did give them time to shine. Yeah. And their jokes are just good in this one. Very like meta. I thought she could have done better. Like, don't get me wrong. She did great acting. She just didn't shine like everyone else. Yeah, I think for her, she needed a lot more physical comedy as well. Yeah. I think there was... Like, the shaking was okay, but it's such a, like, old trope for queens to do when they're an old person. Because I'm like, not every old person has Parkinson's disease. Yeah. She did great makeup, though. Oh, yeah, I almost didn't recognize her. I know. I thought she could have done more interesting sex um, poses than just humping. Like, I don't know what you can show on the BBC, but you know. They were not going to give her the props to, like, have someone suspended in the air. Oh, if you think the only interesting pose you need is a swing, I gotta teach you some things. That's gross. <laughs> Anyways, and then we get to her look, which is like a royalty outfit. I thought it was cute. I really liked it. I, I don't know what pantom... <laughs> what are you looking at? 
me like that. I did not like the outfit. I only what? liked the makeup. I only said yes because I really liked the makeup. What? What about it did you like? Uh, I like that it was rhinestones. I like that it was like bright colors. I like the hoop skirt. It was it. Or the hip skirt. Oh. I forget why oh. I gave in and just said you can pick whatever. Yeah, you didn't really fight me. I don't know. I think I lost a bet. <laughs> With yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I like Lauren's chain the best. I mean, that was cute. That would be my second choice, but you didn't tell me. Oh. You hated my first choice. Well, I didn't. Okay, maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on about how much you liked it. Are you interested to hear? Yeah. I think that's all I had to say, though. <laughs> and then we go into Taste, who was Karen Bitchler, who was the new... Somehow Phyllis owns the bar, but Karen's the one who's gonna run it? I thought that was weird. I thought it was interesting that Karen was supposed to be the Karen character in the memes and on social media because Taste didn't play her like that at all. <laughs> yeah, no. It, Taste was too sexy. I did like Taste's rendition. I liked how she always had to like move her hair back. Oh. Like, that was just funny. I can't remember a single funny thing Taste did other than, and I'm Karen and then she touched her boob. <laughs> I was like, I am your mother. Oh, yeah. And, um... I mean, she did the whole getting out of the bar, but I thought Bibney really stole that scene, too. Because there's a scene where, like... Because Bibney's on the ground. Yeah. Then they made fun of Taste, and then Bibney, like, brought her head up just to laugh with the group. And then put it back down. (laughs) And then she, like, literally rolled out to the door. (laughs) I love that. It's like, something about a pub crawl, and Bibney was crawling. (laughs) Oh, Bibney stole that scene. Oh, Bibney... Great. Anyways, taste, right? (laughs) (laughs) She was there. Oh, we didn't talk about the final, didn't we? I know, I'm transitioning into it. Because all we did was talk great about Tiffany. (laughs) I don't even think we talked about Ellie Diamond. Oh. It's a joke. Okay. (laughs) So, Taste was in this fairy look, which was okay. It was boring. As someone who didn't know what Pantodame was, I knew immediately Taste wasn't doing the challenge. And then she had tails. I don't... Yeah, they didn't really... If you had, like, a furry boa, that might make sense, but it looked really weird. I mean, that's what she called it. She called it a boa, but it looked like like she was a Ninetales fox or something. She was a very anime, and I think she was the one that did... No, that was um the other one. Racist. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, um, that was Astina Mandola. She got out real early, so I can understand why you don't remember her too well. I wanted to call her Tilla, but I was like, that's not it. Dang, woman. I can't tell you what her name was. Me, me, me. She won a challenge. Me, me, me. <laughs> but yeah, it was very... She won the first challenge. The rings were really party city, I thought. No. What, don't you think? I was so bothered by the tail thing, <laughs> I didn't see anything else. Oh, that... Yeah, taste was on the bottom. Sorry. You gotta stop looking so sexy. She was born with the legs. Whatever. Then we go to Lion Chaney. Emphasis on the Chaney. Who was as Phyllis Bitchler. And you know what? I know the editing showed that Lawrence really suffered through the rehearsals. But man, the final product shows like almost none of it. Maybe a little bit when she's talking to Top Bottom. But other than that, man, we did a really good job. Can't say killed it because that's for Bibini. <laughs> I really wish they kind of kept this scene with the door. But apparently Bibini, like she jammed the door so Lawrence Cheney couldn't go in so it was like me and like trying to knock it down I was like Michelle are we continuing the scene yeah that was very fun and that dirty editing of having the trailer say oh. have none of you read the script when that's just 
thinking Michelle Visage is like yelling at them for doing a really bad job and you see Lauren Cheney fucking up a lot and it's like oh my god to the head and it's like oh a little script reading man Michelle Visage is like is really nice to the queen I love Michelle Visage I know a lot of people complained about Michelle being mean in the early season so I think that's why she's a lot nicer I guess so. I, I do kind of miss the meanness. Yeah, uh, we miss our Simon Cowell. <laughs> In a sense, yes. Okay, and then her pantomime theme look, which is apparently Annie's favorite look, was like a seamstress sewing machine. He's I just behind like you. pastel colors. And then the earring said, no, he isn't. <laughs> That is funny. I mean, yeah, I like that outfit too. It's my second favorite. But unfortunately, you did not win because that belongs to Bibbany. Taste and Ellie are on the bottom too. They lip sync to Last Thing in My Mind. It was a pretty good song. Yeah. And of course, they did a Shantae You Both Stay. Which is not that surprising for a final four. Did you think it was appropriate? More appropriate than the one we got in the US. For sure. I, I just think it's such a close race between Bibini and... Okay, here's my concern. My conspiracy theory is that RuPaul's Drag Race picks the winner based on whoever gets like the most likes and retweets on the Twitter when they have like Team Lawrence, Team Bibini, Team Ellie, and Team Taste. So, you know, vote for your teams now. I really want Lawrence to win, but because of Lawrence's poor attitude during the stand-up comedy where she got a lot of bullying to the point where she had to delete her Twitter, she's not going to get very high. So she's not going to win. The only person I could see winning otherwise is Bibini. I think Taste is a fan favorite. She's very funny. Hold on. Pause the show. I had to pause the show to see who was in the lead, and Bibini is in the lead by a landslide. Like, holy shit. As of right now, she has 2.2k retweets and 3. no, 35.7 thousand likes, and the other girls didn't even surpass 10,000. Yeah, so, I mean, I do think Bibini does deserve the win if she does. I'm just very sad that's not Lawrence. <laughs> We've been saying that from day one. Yes. If you're confused, RuPaul's Drag Race, they actually re- record every queen winning. And they only air the actual winner. It's so funny because in season 12, they show all the um, final three watching the show together and reacting. And then them not even knowing who is going to be at the end. So it's also very funny because when Jada Essence Hall wins, she's kind of like, Yay, I won! Look at me with my crown emoji. When you know if you want RuPaul's Drag Race, you would apply to something. <laughs> you know? I mean, I've never seen any of those, like, those episodes yeah. or showing, so... Eh. But anyways, um, so I think we could already say Bibney's gonna win, and... I mean, all I can say is Lawrence said he's, he's still gonna do his videos on YouTube, so what more could I ask for? <laughs> Always looking the bright sides. Yep, so UK will be done next week, and we'll have a little bit more free time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.